Hey guys, welcome to Feeling Twisty. I want to talk about love and lack and whatever else pops in my mind today. I'm going to start with reading a verse. Uh, it's a verse that I grew up with. You know, vacation Bible school, we'd always sing it. For love is of God and everyone that loveth. I'm not going to keep singing it, but it's 1 John 4, 7, and 8. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Dear friends, let us love each other because love is from God and everyone who loves is born from God and knows God. The person who doesn't love does not know God because God is love. Now, I used to see that as a verse that talked that when I believed in separateness, that we were separate beings and God was out there somewhere that there were actually people, and myself included, that uh, could be separated from God, could be separate, you know, tossed in the lake of fire and whatnot. If I don't love, then I'm not born from God, and I don't know God, and I'll never see God. I see it differently now because there is no separation. There's nothing but God. Whatever you want to call it, God, source, I am, uh, whatever name. I joked with uh, Dave Breslow <laughs> on Facebook earlier. He posted something about labels. Labeling, regardless of the label, it doesn't change it, whether you call it God, Allah. I joked with him. I said, you could call it the force. And it's perfectly all right. And whatever you want to call it, it's who you really are. This eternal creative awareness within you, dreaming up this life for yourself, everything you experience, telling you who and what you are being. It's starting to rain now. I hope you can still hear me over the rain. I'm sitting on my back porch. Oh, love the rain. Okay, so back to love. God is love. And the Bible also says that there is nothing made separate from God. That God made everything and there's nothing made apart from God. And the Bible says that I am one. I, the Lord, am one. I kill and I make alive. I heal and I wound. God is love. But we can be conscious of being something good, something bad, something indifferent, indifferent. It's entirely up to us to decide what we want to experience. But I know that at the core of it, at the foundation of our awareness, is love and nothing but love. The Bible uh, in the New Testament says that a house divided against itself will crumble. So if God is love, there can be no lack. Absolutely no lack. There's abundance and love. And that's what's there. We imagine there's lack. We imagine separateness. 
And from my experience, the more you awaken to who you really are, that you are this source, you are God, you are the I am. The love spoken of in that verse, 1 John chapter 4, comes naturally because you, you know who you are and then you understand who everyone else is. The state they're in isn't who they are. That's not them. Each one is God, acting out all these parts, just like you are. And for me, the love, that love and compassion comes naturally because there is no separateness. There's no one apart from me. Not sympathy. I don't want to sympathize with someone in a state and reinforce that state, you know? But empathy, compassion, empathize with them. Put yourself in their shoes and lift them to a better state, a higher state. There is no lack. We create this world, our experiences, we, we think there's lack. And we think there's separateness. But that's even more beautiful to me because I've imagined up this world of lack and this world of separateness. But then I get to experience the oneness and the abundance. How better to appreciate who I really am if not having forgotten who I really am. We've forgotten who we are. And then we reawaken. We remember who we are. Oh, what a wonderful experience. It's so beautiful. I'm going to talk about a vision I had a year, and a year or so ago. I don't normally talk about this with anybody because what I experience in dreams and visions are solely, from me, at least from my own interpretation, you know, what I experience, what I see and, and learn come to me in symbols that I understand. What I see and experience in meditation and dreams may be completely nonsensical to someone else. And the same for them, what they have, the vision they have, or some, some symbols that they experience or see in dreams might mean com something completely different to me. But I want to share this one with you. I was lying on my bed one afternoon. I had just really had no intentions, nothing specific to do. I just wanted to lie down and kind of just sink into the silence for a little bit. And I don't know how long I was there when suddenly it was as if a giant switch had been flipped. And I was just all of a sudden aware of blackness, darkness all around me. Just and There was no feeling. I could not, it wasn't like I was in clouds or in water. I could feel nothing. I was just aware of this darkness, this complete blackness. I'm not sure how long I was there. It seemed like a really long time, but I had no real concept of time. I know that sounds contradictory. 
this is another reason I don't talk about uh, these very often because it, it's trying to find the words to describe what's what I've experienced uh, is sometimes a challenge. So I'm in this darkness. I'm just aware of this darkness and being in complete silence. There was no sound whatsoever. Almost to the point where the silence was audible. Do you know what I mean? It was just this silence. More silent than I ever have heard before. Also contradictory, isn't it? <laughs> and I wasn't even aware of the fact that I wasn't ident identifying myself as Michael. I wasn't Mike Brignac. I was just aware of this silent darkness around me. And I only know that because at one point I did start to become aware of who I am. And that's, so I marked the change from just awareness to being aware who, of who I am at that moment. But prior to that, I didn't, I wasn't aware that I wasn't aware of who I was. So as, at that moment, when I started to think of myself as me again, as Michael, in this darkness, the darkness began to fill up with this light. It was a light, but not a bright, overpowering light, just this soft, opalescent light replacing all of the darkness and in the light there was a figure in front of me moving toward me and the figure was silhouetted by the light all around and obscured I didn't see a face I just saw a figure moving toward me and the figure got so close to where I, I could not see it anymore. It's as if, you know, have you ever love you loving on someone, a child or even a dog, you know, and you put your forehead up against their forehead just to get as close as possible to them. That's what it felt like. This being was that close to me and then became so close I could not see even the outline of them anymore. But I felt that figure there, that being was still there. And it was this wonderful, complete love that I was feeling. Just unquenchable, unquestionable, unquenchable, I can't even say it. Unquenchable, unquestionable love that I was feeling. Saturating my whole being with love. And for some time, I was just there experiencing this love and seeing the the color changing light, this opalescent light and feeling the presence of this being. And then I started noticing, uh, I became more aware of my surroundings. I still, at the time, I, I couldn't feel my body. I tried to. I knew at some point I was lying on my bed, but I couldn't feel the bed. And then I realized I can't feel my body. I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't even feel myself breathing. But I was slowly becoming aware 
that I was on my bed and I could f start to feel the bed against my back. And I didn't panic. I just f slowly noticed I could breathe. I noticed my breathing. I could feel my chest rising and I couldn't open my eyes yet, but I could hear the fan blowing in the background. And I was aware of the fact that I was, I thought, I'm about to wake up. I'm going to wake up. And then I said, within myself, I said, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave you to this being. And this being, all within me, nothing from without, no one, no being outside of me, but this being, although I couldn't see it anymore, I could hear the smile and the voice, and it said, you can't leave me. I'm always with you. I'm in you. I am you. And with that last word, I am you, I began to feel and be able to move the rest of my body and open my eyes. And I just laid there for a little while. About an hour had passed from when I laid down on the bed. Just in awe of this love, this absolute unconditional love. I was every state of mind, every state of being, everything I thought of myself was shed. And there was just nothing but love. Nothing but love. And that's what I believe, and I know, is at the foundation of everything. Love. That's what I wanted to, that's why I wanted to share that experience with you, because that love is within all of us. And as we awaken to who we really are, that love naturally comes out. That love for a seeming other and that love for ourselves. How can we not love ourselves and love all of creation? Because we're doing this. We did this. And in that unquenchable love, there is no lack. That's what we've imagined. And if there is no lack, then anything is possible. Anything and everything is possible. You can be who and whatever you want. Whatever you want to experience. Ask yourself, what would I feel like if I were that? It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the desires of your heart. good, bad, or indifferent. It doesn't say it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the desires of your heart if you go to this particular church or if you live in America. You know, there's no condition on it. Whatever you desire, that's God saying, let's do it. Let's experience this. Let's go for it. Even if it seems absurdly irrational, which I think is my theme for this year, 
like we talked about in the last episode, uh, Amanda is unbothered for 2020. I like absurdly irrational. The rational mind would scoff at what I've just shared with you, that experience. I've, and I'm sure you've had experiences. I, I've had, I've lost track of the different experiences and, and dreams and visions that I've had. Wonderful things. But this whole experience is like a lucid dream. Because who we really are is God. Aware of being you. Aware of being me. So when I used to stress out over the whole love thing, like, oh, well, what's that mean if I'm not feeling loved or if not feeling loving? That all comes naturally because that's who we really are. God is love. And the kingdom of God is within you. And like in that vision I had, it can never leave you. It's within you. It is you. And once you realize there is no lack, and there is really, at the core, love. And anything you want to experience, you can. You've been doing it your whole life. Now choose whatever it is you want to be, whatever you want to experience. Don't worry about what's rational. There's a line, that a quote from Neville. I couldn't find it today. It's from one of his lectures where he talks about uh, someone, you know, wanting him to be, wanting a rational uh, answer to her question. He, and he said, well, I, I'm not a rational person. And that's one of my favorite lines. I tell that to my kids a lot when they ask me, especially uh, my daughter-in-law who's in med school. She wants, she'll ask me for something, ask me for advice, and she's like, all right, remember, I'm a ra I have a rational mind. <laughs> and I laugh, like, Hannah, I'm not a rational person. Your reasoning mind, your rational mind will tell you it's not possible, that you can't be this, you can't fulfill these desires you have. Be irrational. Push Push through what the five senses tell you. All right, guys. Sounds like a storm's coming. I love you so much, and I'm so glad you're listening. Shoot me an email, feelingtwisty at gmail.com. If you have a question, want me to talk about something, let me know. I'll be glad to do it. This is Feeling Twisty.